Hello, all. You are listening to my voice now. This is Weird World, the podcast, as opposed to all the other weird, weird, weird branded things. Hey, I'm so good at that. <laughs> I know until just now. Damn it. I'm Dean. I am Emma. I'm Carrie. I'm Jack. Carrie is hyper concentrating right now, super Cyber. focused. She's psyching herself up to bring you. Possibly one of the scariest stories in the history of scary stories. I'm scared. I'm, yeah, it's going to scare you. We should have done this on Halloween, but we didn't. I don't do well with We're horror. Oh. oh, well. Oh, what? You don't? Yeah. You don't? I love it, but then I can't sleep for a while. Oh, yeah. I, okay. Yep, when I saw Hereditary, well. I didn't sleep for three days. Like, <laughs> I, I maybe like nap during the day, but at nighttime I couldn't sleep. When you saw what? Hereditary. Oh. So scary. Don't Never saw that. Tony Collette. My should've, queen. Should have got an Oscar nomination, in my opinion. Well, this story won't just scare you. It'll fuck you up for life. This was one of the original scary stories from original. my childhood. Oh. Yeah. Like, the you know, like a horror movies. Yeah. Take it away, Carrie, with... The Amityville Horror. Classic. Dun, dun, Beep, dun. Dun. <laughs> Which you youngsters don't know that the do. real... Excuse me? Through Ryan you? Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll be. Your- I've seen documentaries. Have you seen the original Amityville? Horror? I have seen clips. Yes. Via YouTube. I With have. The great James Brolin. Yep. James Brolin? Yep. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Are you sure? Positive. I'm sorry, Mr. Barbara Streisand. That's <laughs> his name. <laughs> when that little kid gets his fucking finger slammed in that window, I was like, hey. Is that Josh mess. Brolin's dad? Yes. Yeah. So Josh Brolin's stepmom is Barbara Streisand? Yeah. yeah. Could you That's imagine? pretty dope. That's the biggest flex, I think. I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I just have no real vague memory of the movie. Really? Seriously? I mean, just a super of the seventy. You know, I think I, I. I think I remember Blood on the Wall, and that's about it. I'm not I've, blood, I've like seen clips. Slime or muck. Yeah. Or that's, that's the really... scene that I remember most clearly is yeah when the little kid gets the I don't remember which little kid it is, but when the little kid gets their fucking finger slammed. That just haunted the... you, didn't it? No, it kind of made me Sounds chuckle. Like it did. Well, because it was it's a cheesy seventies yeah. acting and special effects. It was just like, oh, okay, I guess that that was scary. Now that I think about it, I should have rewatched the movie. Yeah, you should have. Dang it! I remember the Ryan Reynolds version. I, I remember don't. the one. It wasn't good. No, it wasn't at all. He was wildly miscast. But um, I remember the scene where he like the dog jumps in the lake or something, and he has to go catch him. So. Yeah. They made Ryan Reynolds shirtless, and of course he's like oh. fucking ripped. <laughs> That's what I remember from my childhood. Well, we're going to talk about the true story behind the Amityville horror, the real life family who lived through it all. <laughs> okay, that was a very pregnant pause. There, <laughs> we're going to pause eight and a half months, and we're going to start in November of 1974. The house. Oh, can I start a timeline? At 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, which is on Long Island, New York. That's no, a good I'm going to look name. it up right now as we what speak on Google Maps, but just let's go. Let's do that. Well, go you ahead. probably won't find it. Wait, why not? It's probably gone forever. <laughs> Skip forward to the very end. They renumbered uh, yeah. it. Spoilers. Son of a bitch. Oh. I'm going to look for it anyway. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. Because on this date, November 13th, 1974, something horrific happened at 112 Ocean Avenue. Six members of the DeFeo family were shot and killed. Ouch. Oh, the shit. The parents, Ronald and Louise, and four children, two daughters and two sons, 
The daughters were 18-year-old Don and 13-year-old Allison. Aww. And the sons were 12-year-old Mark and 9-year-old John Matthew. Mm. They were all shot to death in their beds. I shit you not, Google Maps goes to the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I'm not even, it's, look, it's all Yeah, blue. I see it. It's, it's, all, it's, just, it's the ocean. It said, oh, you said ocean? Yeah. Ocean Avenue. When you Here put in 112 Ocean Avenue? Yeah. And That's now, funny. Then it won't. Uh, it goes <laughs> off the... So, apparently, the house moved off the coast about a hundred meters well yeah. i think i think it might water. be like 108 ocean avenue now or something like that i mean that's it. like that reminds me of a classic internet meme where you put in i want to go to japan from california and google maps <laughs> tells you to kayak across the pacific ocean <laughs> so anyway they had another son the oldest son yep. ocean really huh wasn't home at the time he was 23 his name was Ronald Jr. Went Gross. by Butch. Butch. What? <laughs> yep. Where's the Where's connection? the correlation? Uh, Who Ron knows? Butch. It all yeah. fits. Don't worry. Don't okay. question it. <laughs> he uh, discovered the bodies Ooh. about 6 p.m. later that day. Did he discover mm-hmm. them? Discover them. Mm-hmm. Right, Butch. He told the story when he that when he saw the bodies, he fled to a bar down the street where he had actually been drinking right before this, and he was in a state of hysteria. He then screamed for help, you know, said, my mother and father have been shot. After two more shots of tequila. Right. And a couple of games of pool. And a bunch of them piled into his car. They went back there, called the police, blah, blah, blah. Within two days. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That was actually, she's actually quoting the report. <laughs> <laughs> blah, 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 blah. There was blood all over the place. Blah, blah, blah. Within two days, Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr. was charged with six counts of second degree murder. What? A shocking. Yes. Yeah. They believed. He Whenever you're the sole survivor of a family killing, <laughs> yeah. you just leave the country, even if you're innocent. Automatically, you, you yeah. Just go. Yep. Well, they believed that he killed his family for the insurance money, which was about two hundred thousand dollars in nineteen seventy four. Take a wild ass guess. Ooh, did you do it? Oh, you dumb dumb. Um, I I was just joking. Okay. Oh, I'm a guess. She lashed out at me. Seven hundred and fifty million. I'm gonna more. I mean, thousand. (laughs) Jesus. I'm gonna go one point two mil. I was gonna say like nine hundred thousand. Emma's closest, Damn 960. It. Oh, bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> you should have just gone 701 and prices right at him. Yeah. No, I, I think I was 701. right. 701. Did you hear what I said? Oh, 750. 750. DeFeo's attorney, William Weber, insisted that he was insane. Well. And they blamed the father, Ronald Sr., for uh, Ronald Jr.'s issues. They said he was abusive and bullying and that because of his father's abuse of pretty much the entire family, Butch became increasingly troubled into his young adulthood. He began to rely on drugs and alcohol. He became very angry and he lashed out physically. And one time when his parents were fighting, this was like immediately before, like a day or two before when his parents were fighting, he got a gun and mm. pointed it at his father and pulled the trigger. What? Whoa. And it didn't fire. Yeah, like a misfire or wasn't yeah. loaded? Uh, I don't know. But it he. It probably wasn't loaded. No, it was probably loaded. It probably was loaded, but he just Yikes. like put the gun down and left. And then business as usual for the next mm-hmm. couple of days. Yeah, and then and went to the bar all Jesus. casual like. <laughs> well, before that incident, obviously, the parents had, tr- you know, they were troubled by his 
bad behavior, and they even yes. sent him to a psychiatrist. You know, the attempted murder and all. Yeah. Well, it was, it was troubling. Before. It was before that. But he he wasn't cooperative with the psychiatrist, and he basically stopped going. So the parents, what they decided to do, just give him, more, give him money. Give him whatever he wanted. Okay. And so, a stern talking to, I mm-hmm. imagine. And They'd, access to a loaded gun. Yep. And they'd give him money and buy him whatever he wanted. In fact, the dad bought him a $14,000 boat. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Yeah. How old was he at this time, roughly? Uh, He was probably like 18 or something like that. Makes sense. And around the time of 18, he technically had a job. His father had a car dealership. And I think it was originally the grandfather's. So the grandfather worked there, the father, and then he started to work there. But he basically, you know didn't show up unless he really wanted to. So that day in 1974, he woke up real early, couldn't go back to sleep, so thought he'd go into work early. <laughs> A little bit out this of character. Is, wait, junior or senior? Junior. Okay. Everybody was still in bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he claims he heard one of his brothers in the bathroom while he was up getting ready, and then he left, and he was bored at work, so he decided to leave at noon, went to his girlfriend's house. Must be nice. Met friends at a bar, and he kept, when he was, in fact, it started when he was at his girlfriend's house, or actually it started at work, he called his dad to see why he didn't show up for work, why he wasn't at work yet, and nobody answered the phone. And then when he got to his girlfriend's house, he tried calling again, and then when he got to the bar, he kept trying to call, made a big show of it in front of everybody, how concerned he was that nobody was answering the phone at home. That's why he eventually left to go home to check on things and then came back reporting that everybody was dead. So uh, when did I say that was November, 1974 by um, October, 1975, he was put on trial, which is weird back in those days. Things just moved so much more quickly than they do these days. Almost a year. It really should not take a year to go start on trial. Oh, but it does. It should. It takes forever. It's disgusting and it's awful that it does. Mm -hmm. Due process, speedy, where that at? You know, you read things from 19th century England and it's like, two days later he's put in trial when the assizes came to town. Four days later he was hung. Those were the days. When you go back to that. Yeah, well. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Anyway, of course, as what usually happens in these cases there were competing psychiatrists of course Mm. the defense psychiatrist claimed that he was in a state of paranoid psychosis at the time of the murders the prosecution's psychiatrist did agree that he was mentally ill but they said that he knew what he was done so he wasn't legally insane he knew what he was doing yes yes and he knew it was wrong. Let, her, let her get away with that. He knew what he, he was done. Okay? <laughs> he knew what let he was done. Oh, what did I say? He said he knew what he he, he was, was done. done. That's okay. He didn't know what he'd done. Okay. <laughs> he done deed. That's what he, that he done did. So, in November 1975, again, fairly quick trial. These days it would take, you know, three months for this kind of a big deal. But anyway, November 1975, he was convicted. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Six. Woot, woot. Six concurrent life sentences. Damn. Concurrent, huh? They should have been sequential. Consecutive. Consecutive. But life sentence. 
Which, although, is what, 25 years? It's only 25 years. Yeah. Why is that a li- That makes no it, fucking sense. the most misleading name Why ever. would a life yeah. sentence be 25 years? Well, Call nine, it 25 years. No. Now, life without parole means life, life without, without parole. Yeah. Well, not, yeah, El Wap. I don't know if he's ever been up for parole. I don't know how. I, I'm pretty sure he's still in prison. So is he's he still never alive? getting out. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Damn. Shit, I'm going to look it up. So then, so that was November 1975. So the house had just sat empty for all this time. For a year. Well, yeah, but they, they were obviously trying to sell it. So during the summer of 1975, a young couple by the name of George and Kathleen Lutz went to check it out. It was a beautiful three-story Dutch colonial, mm, and it was set stories. on the riverside. Three stories. Beautiful. It on has Riverside? Riverside. I've also seen that it was on a canal. Okay. It had a boathouse, huh. a swimming pool. I didn't know it had a boathouse. That seems excessive. Damn. Sounds like a nice place. That's a lot. You're Why would you be by water? And need a pool. Yeah. That's just like you're flaunting your money at this point. Really? I don't go swimming in the canal. Yeah. <laughs> and a joke, by the way. They decided. It wasn't funny. <laughs> even after the realtor told them about the murders that took place in the house, they, and they initially didn't know what she was talking about, but she um, reminded them of it because it had been a big deal in all the say, papers. W- were, they, were they from Long Island? I don't know the where area? they were from, to be I, honest. I thought, I've re- I thought they were, but I don't know. Well, they looked into it, and they discussed it over with their children, and they decided to buy the house anyway. Kid, the bloodstains are completely gone. Are we okay with this? Discuss it with the children? Yes. How Why the, the kids? hell would you need to um, do that? I don't know. They were little. Like the... Uh, I have it in here somewhere. I'm just not there yet. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually I don't know where I have it in here. Um, but they had three kids. The youngest was a daughter, Melissa. She was five, and then two boys, Daniel and Christopher. So they were like five, nine, and eleven. So Let's by go all with means, that. You you discuss a the slaughter of a family in the yes. house you're now moving into mm-hmm. with Listen, those well, children. Well, you know age. they might have used age appropriate terms. <laughs> they, Someone they got bonked on, on the head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on GI Joes. And now they're asleep forever. <laughs> and it was here. Are we good with this? It kiss? was. It was in your bed. Right. <laughs> oh God. It was in the beds. Exactly. Yeah, I know. And they did buy the furniture. Exactly. They with bought the, the furniture with the house. Yes. Most of the furniture. I doubt if they left the beds there. They probably left the mattresses. Just, no. Just changed the sheets. The mattresses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they took, They're like, they get new spring. bedding. <laughs> they did. The, they threw the furniture in, uh, on the purchase for $400. Jesus. I know. It's a freaking steal. But I'm going to go with. <laughs> it's a good deal. They took the beds out. Um, I'm going to go if they took the beds in and there's an actual like, chalk outline. On oh, my God. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, on December 18th, 1975, they were set to move in. Because of the murders, George had a friend who suggested they get the house blessed by a Catholic priest. So Father Ray showed up while they were moving. Please tell me that's his first name. And he went by Father Ray. His <laughs> friend was Father Bob. Well, I'm pretty sure Ray is his first name. Really, you're calling him Father Ray? Well, because that, that's what George called him. Okay. I don't, Pecor, Pecorano or something like that. Okay. Um, but anyway, he showed up while they were in the process of moving and he, you know, went into the house and was moving about it, blessing each room. When he was done, George tried to pay him. 
And he said, no, 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 you don't charge for this. You don't charge friends for this. He shakes his hand and comes away with a $20 bill in his palm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> but he did tell George he felt something strange. Moderated? In, in one of the upstairs rooms. Yes. And then he described the bedroom that he uh, thought mm. was strange. And it turns out it was the two little boys' bedroom. Mm. The, the murdered boys. He felt bad vibes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... Oh my God. What was that? Oh, God damn it. The actor with the um, lazy eye. Marty Feldman? No. Forrest Whitaker? Larger and blacker. Forrest Whitaker. Um, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker in the movie where he's like a psychic and he goes into a room where there's a horrific murder and there's blood everywhere and, he, and, his, and his psychic powers says, something bad happened in here. <laughs> you think? <laughs> was it the entrails on the floor that tipped you off, buddy? I think I know you're talking about. I have uh, no idea what movie hilarious. you're talking about. But I have no idea what you're talking about. Nope. Time. I was going to say the guy who played Igor. (laughs) Something bad. Anyway, afterwards, he told George. Oh, I already said that. That that something was weird. There was bad vibes. And this was the bedroom that that the two little boys were killed in. And uh, George told him, no, that's okay. We're not going to use it as a bedroom. It's going to be a sewing room. So, you know, we won't be spending much time in there. Just fill it with needles. (laughs) I was going to say, there won't be needles and eyes in this room at all. Don't worry about it, buddy. So the priest said that that was fine as long as no one slept in there. It would would be fine. (laughs) It's fine. And then he left. That's that's how demons work. If you sleep yeah. in the room, they're allowed to that's haunt true. you. They're allowed to mm-hmm. draw dicks on your face all day long. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's some quality priesting right there. Don't yeah. sleep oh, in okay. there. Okay, you're good. Okay. Well, and almost, my money? almost immediately, strange and horrible things started happening. Well, who would have guessed it? Not I. Mm. Said the, the cat. <laughs> there were cold spots in random places throughout the house. They felt eerie vibes. Ooh, yes. Whatever that means. They're that curry. means the vibes are off. They're eerie vibes, man. The energy. Have you never felt eerie vibes? You've never no. felt bad vibes? I have. Nope. I have totally felt the bad The family vibes. would be jolted awake by sounds during the night. Bitch, you ain't special. I know. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just called having that's pets. Called, horns. That's called the wind. Yeah. They also the were experiencing drastic personality changes. Ooh. George began to seclude himself from the family. Hmm. He well, he obsessed over a fireplace that never seemed to warm him enough. Hmm. He also would wake up every night or early morning at 3.15 and he would go out and check the boathouse for some reason. Isn't 3 o'clock like the devil's hour? The witching hour? Well, 3.15 happened to be the estimated time that Butch DeFeo killed his family. In the morning? Oh, Oh, so, okay. So the whole, for for DeFeo, the whole um, going to work early and all that bullshit was to set up an alibi alibi and hoping that they're not, you know, didn't have the science that determined they had been dead hours before he ever started his alibi. When they've had that science for... Yeah. Well, he, he said he left for work around four o'clock in the morning. Oh, that early? Oh, geez. Yeah. Or, well, he said he was still up at four, so he decided to just get ready and go to work. Okay. What, what so, a ludicrous story. Yeah. Wait yeah, until 6 a.m. to kill your family. I'm just trying to give a tip yeah. to the uh, potential family yeah. murderers out there. Don't do it at 3.15 in the morning because you... It was ludicrous to pretend you went to work at four in the morning when you often didn't go to work at all. (laughs) So, so disappointed. Well, so Kathy also began to undergo uh, some unnerving events. Kathy. She described uh, being touched by an unseen person. Was it an angel? 
<laughs> Probably hmm. not. After waking from a deep sleep, her face was that of an old hag. What? Where? Wait, and what? it took hours to return back to normal. That's so called a was... lucid dream. You know what that is? An episode of Goosebumps. Yes, <laughs> yes, it, is. yes it is. You know that? Yes, yes y'all remember? The I prunes. Do. I, no, do I remember, remember the goosebumps. The prunes and the baby food. You didn't. Damn. Yes, the baby food. The baby food. Oh, I don't remember My, my childhood food. just slapped me in the face. We better get her some baby food. Can Stat. I do that? No. So so she woke up and she had an old lady face to look mm-hmm. in the mirror and it took hours to be not mm-hmm. old lady face. That's what air conditioning does That's to you in the scary. winter. That's or called, heating. I think she was just hallucinating. <laughs> the children LFD. began to argue more than usual. Well. <laughs> which supposedly resulted in terrible beatings from their parents. Really? Jesus. I don't so know they about beat that. the kids? I don't know if the they admitted to beating the kids. For some reason, they just won't behave. Yeah, or abusing them. You know, the youngest child, Missy, began speaking to a quote angel. She called it an angel that was living in her room. She named it Jody, (laughs) and because Jody was an angel, (laughs) Rachel would have named it Sassy. Yeah, Yeah. Sassy. He or she. The angel is Sassy. The demon is Sassy. (laughs) Yes. But it, it presented itself as a large pig. Ooh. What but the Oh, that's kind of cute. Though. Wait, there's a pig angel named Jody? Yes. A pig angel. <laughs> now this is getting hilarious. Okay. <laughs> but it could change its shape at will. George and Kathy claimed to have seen two red eyes peering in at them from Ooh. the bed. The, you know, they were upstairs and they could see it. Yeah. See the two red eyes, which Missy said that was Jody and it wanted to come inside. Ooh, let it inside. <laughs> let it inside. Mm-hmm. Like oh, wait, where, where, where were the red eyes? Outside. Outside. Okay. Yeah. And they were looking from the window. I mean, if Jody's a Shit. piggy. Oof. The house was plagued by swarms of flies, <gasps> even though it was winter when there should have been no flies. Kathy had nightmares about the murders. And in her nightmares, that's how she knew the order that the kids were murdered in and the rooms where they were murdered in. I just in. think, like, it's your fault. You knew about all this and you moved in, so I don't really. Do you feel hear bad. how much the furniture was? Four hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't feel. It had a boathouse. I'm saying, yes. cool. if you got that kind of screaming deal, you kids are living in a haunted house. That's all there is. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but deal with it. The kids also began sleeping on their stomachs, which is how <gasps> the dead bodies were discovered. Oh my god! I sleep on uh-huh. stomachs. Wait, did she? Uh, was it determined that she knew the accurate? Or is there any possible way? To determine the order of in which the DeFeos were killed. Yeah. Maybe Butch told him after. Yeah, I think so. Did Butch tell him after? And yeah, she was right. he, he did confess. Confession, mm-hmm. bitch. Yep. Well said. Well said. <laughs> uh, George discovered a small hidden room. It was about four feet by five feet. That's not good. That's behind. Never. Really never. You never want to see crawl spaces in a house. Never want to see oh, that. God. Behind some shelves crawl in the space. basement. The walls were painted red. No. In this little room? Uh-huh. Oof, tiff, tiff. And the room did not appear on any blueprints of the house. Mm. See, oh, now this is shit. when, like, the yep. second act of the movie is really getting started, and, like, yeah. you're, getting, you're about to get yeah. some scary shit. You know that it's Jump Scare City. Uh, well, no. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Did he say red room at any time? No. But their dog, Harry, mm. really hated this room. No, no doubt. Dogs know. When dogs, dogs senses, don't man. fuck with something, Mm-mm. you don't. Yep. You better trust that shit. And they did start to call it the Red Room. But uh, Harry the dog refused to go oh, near it name. and cowered whenever he went down there. It was, you know, like, it was like in a cellar or something? 
Yeah, the basement. That just kind of sounds like our dog. When he goes into a new room, he <laughs> cowers at everything at He's all times. Scared. scared. In addition to the cold spots, they would also smell odors of perfume. Wait, you just introduced cold spots. No, yeah, I was like, spots. wait, what cold spots? That's one of the first oh, things I said. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, Y'all don't listen. It was actually the very first thing I said. You asked what the name of the street was three seconds after she said it. Dumbass. It was a joke. I don't believe you. <laughs> so cold spots and fumes, like gas fumes? Perfume. Per- perfume. It was a fart. Odors <laughs> of perfume. How many times do you got to say the word perfume? But also odors of excrement. Yeah, oh, somebody pooped. You mean poo-poo. Someone purred. I do mean poo-poo. <laughs> hey, maybe it was a horrible perfume. A poop perfume. A, perp, a poop fume, maybe. I'm and just, and these not smells. Not saying it's a good idea from a marketing standpoint. <laughs> yeah. These smells were in areas where there were no wind drafts or piping that could explain oh. the so someone, source of the smell. Someone farted, and they mm-hmm. didn't want to admit that they farted. Yeah. That's all this Over was. and <laughs> over again, by the way, Red Room. They would go to the specific spot to fart every day, and then, like, just coincidentally, the mom or dad would walk by and be like, oh, my God, what's that smell? And they'd That's be like, fuck, I'm embarrassed. Geez, like, I don't want to tell them I just farted. And so they put perfume all over <laughs> yeah. the place yes. to <laughs> cover it up. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Figured it out. <laughs> well, George and Kathy also saw the image of a demon with half his head blown out Whoa. when they were tending to the fire, and it was burned into the, to the soot on the back of the fireplace. So, demon with half head. Yep. This is like a lot of... That's a lot of shit going on. How yeah. long like, has this been? Three days. <laughs> it's been a couple right. of hours. It's been 45 minutes. <laughs> well, it, it started happening immediately, so uh, Why I don't would know. you not get the Well, I don't know what date it is now. I would dip so quick. You'd like uh, just chewing tobacco? No. Make you dip yeah. means leave. Okay, got it. <laughs> On Christmas Day, nineteen seventy-five. So this was a couple been weeks. Less than a month. Then. Yeah, after oh, they moved wow. in, they moved in on the eighteenth. So this was oh, twenty-fifth. Wow. Fuck week? yeah! Shit, howdy. Hasn't even been. 10 this is all happened in the first week. George was <laughs> funny. <laughs> Checking on the boathouse, because, you know, he was obsessed with that boathouse, yeah, too. He was. And the fireplace. He looked up at the house, and he saw Jody standing behind <laughs> Missy in her bedroom window. I like it, a piggy standing up. Whoa. That's a demonic so pig. Mm-hmm. Behind your daughter? Yep. Damn. Oh, I think that's in the movie. Probably. I feel something like I remember some The Amityville Horror. No shit. I'm talking this. She thought you are the stupidest human on the planet. <laughs> no, I think that of you. What do you mean? <laughs> this reminds me of a movie. Yeah, they have any horror yet. You fucking ass. idiot. Oh my God. I gave birth to you? You're stupid. <laughs> no, like Jody standing behind the little baby. I feel like I remember that scene happening in the window. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, in the movie. In the window. Yeah, it probably Same was thing. a movie. In the window in the movie. Uh, so George ran up to her room. Sure. And when he got there, she was Fast asleep, and her small little rocking chair was rocking back and forth slowly. Mm. There was a pig in it. <laughs> Pigs love rocking chairs. We know that. I'm assuming it was empty. Mm. George said he would wake up to the sound of the front door slamming, and when he'd run downstairs, he'd find the dog just sound asleep right by the door, which obviously, if it really had happened, Harry would be up. Uh, uh, narcoleptic dog. Yep. Boom. Hey, and nobody else. It was being woken up by the sound just mm. george eventually he came obsessed with the toaster and then later the microwave oven. well he also heard what he described as a marching band tuning what? up it could have been a marching band tuning up in the high school yeah nearby. or or like a clock radio playing which is funny clock radio where it was, was that, you know like not quite funny? tuned in to the station so you know you hear 
Static. Static and music uh, and stuff. And That's the least scary thing so far. Just yeah. I disagree. Yeah. A marching band? Tuning no, in? the static radio. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, It'd be pretty annoying. Scary. And then when he'd go downstairs, it would stop. I don't know. I think Devil-Eyed Pig is a little creepier. What'd you say? Devil-Eyed Pig. Oh. Yeah, of course. Devil-Eyed Pig. pig. <laughs> Devil-Eyed Pig. Deviled Egg Pig. They're delicious, but... Well, George realized that he kind of looked like Ron DeFeo. Whoa. And he started drinking. <laughs> okay. And he just would, like Ron. Just like Ron. And, <laughs> and he, he started killing his family, just like Ron. He would go to the bar where Ron was a regular customer called the Witch's Brew. Nice. What a fucking... It's a good name for a bar. That is a really cool name for a yeah. bar. Yep. He doesn't deserve to go there. Nope. I want to go there. Uh, one time when Kathy was in bed, she received red welts on her chest. Oh. Jesus. And she doesn't know how it happened. <laughs> Scurry shit, man. She also levitated. What? Well, that's the second you slip, thing. You slip that in. Jesus she Christ. Also, um, she levitated? Yeah. When she was in bed next to George. Damn. Yeah. Like, with her, like, mm-hmm. like crisscross applesauce. like. No, laying down. And I think she I didn't even wake up. Did she, she uh, stayed turn her neck around and vomit and yell, your mother so sucks in hell? No. I cleaned that up a little bit, by the way. <laughs> So sucks. Locks, doors, and... Your mother throws rocks in hat. No, scrubs docks. Scrubs, your mother scrubs docks in H-E double hockey sticks. Locks, doors, and windows were damaged by something. Nobody mm. saw it. There were cloven hoof prints. Can't eat them in the Bible. Attributed to an enormous pig in the snow out, a mystery? outside of the house on January 1st, 1976. It's just Jody. Jody's well, just oh, wow, New Year's Day. Uh-huh. Green gelatin-like slime Ooh. oozed from the walls Ooh. in the hallway. That's what I remember. And also from the keyhole of the playroom door in the attic. I don't like that. Kathy had put a 12-inch crucifix on the living room wall. It's a bit excessive. Though. It's quite large. Yep. It revolved... And it was hanging upside down. Yeet. No. And I, I'm not even religious. I would get the fuck out of there. It gave I'd off be a like, sour smell. We might want to nail a couple more nails into the wall behind it. <laughs> a lot of smells going on. Yeah. yeah. Demons are smelly. Yep. They notoriously stink. Yeah, they do. They had a four foot high China lion. Don't know if it was theirs or if it came from the DeFeos. A little weird. But... Treasures. But it was a, it was called it an ornament but it was like a like a um a big ass lion like a statue or something to come to life and attack them please, 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 please. Oh, well yeah. like night at the museum shit. yeah, yeah that'd be cool. george tripped over it and then wait how did you move a four-foot line i'm just gonna hop over this line oh ouch oops <laughs> well you know ran it. into it okay no but okay <laughs> and Still he found good. bite marks <gasps> on his ankle <laughs> so the line bit him yes the, the stone it. line the, the, oh my god and he moved it and then and um, it smelled bad. <laughs> it smelled like shit. No, he moved it upstairs to the sewing to, room. Oh, I was gonna say to the red room. And then it would reappear in the living room. Damn. Ooh. Yep. The wife was probably like, "Why do you keep moving the lion?" Stop moving the lion. I have to keep on bringing it back. I like it here. You know, I like to ride the lion. Wait, what? And here's the scariest one of all: five-year-old Missy no. smelled bad. No. <laughs> would Sorry. sing. Be- constantly when she was in her bedroom whenever she left her bedroom she would stop singing 
Oh, I thought it was going to, the singing is going to continue. That'd be much scarier. But when she went back to her bedroom, she would continue singing where she left off. Oh, shit. What? Ma. <laughs> Are you fucking Ma. with us? She's possessed by a demon. I don't know why this is demon. so scary. That'd be pretty scary. So you hear your. Are you fucking with us? You actually think that's scary? Would no, you? I don't think it's that scary. Okay. I don't. What the fuck? I don't know why it's on this list of the scary happenings. Because her child is else. singing, and then she leaves the bedroom and doesn't sing, and she goes back to the bedroom, and she keeps on singing. That's fucked. Oh. <laughs> I'm assuming it has something to do with Jody, the wonder pig. But The wonder know. pig. The wonder, <laughs> wonder pig. It's a devil pig. Well, I prefer wonder pig. Uh, a pig that can like change its form and shape it's and a stuff. That's oh, a wondrous pig. Oh, it's the wonder pig. twins. No, it's the wonder pig. I see what you're doing there. Yeah. And scary. Then it's the devil pig. So shut it down, man. Devil pig. And then uh, Kathy would hear what sounded like a window being opened and closed through the sewing room door, even though she was sure no one was in there. Hmm. You better go did check. Did she check? Yeah. She did not, but she was pretty sure. She had a hunch. Yeah. She was probably afraid because, you know, that was the bad vibe room. <laughs> Don't blame her. That is true. <laughs> Just one of the bad vibe rooms. Mm-hmm. Showing the house. It's the bad vibe room. This is the red room. This is the devil pig's red room. Literally. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so this area smells really bad. But <laughs> this one is constant demonic singing. Like, it smells like poop. You'll be fascinated by a boathouse. Well, and they would. So make an offer? They would invite people over to the house. And Why? Because they felt like they were going crazy. And so they wanted oh. to see if... Other people could corroborate. I thought you just meant for like pinnacle. Like, like don't bring <laughs> other people. First of all, pinnacle? Pinnacle. Pinnacle. Like Whatever. Pinnacle. Confused. Remember that software program I called. I play that shit. There was a software program called Pinnacle. Yes. And Rachel called it Pinnacle. <laughs> well, maybe that's where I got it from. Sometimes they'd play poker. And... <laughs> I actually think that is what I just did. I think I, think so I just too. did Rachel. She's infected me. Don't blame her. Don't blame her. She's not even hearing you blame her for Make shit. Nice. Hey, Jesus Christ, we man. grew up with her. I know. She rubbed off a she little bit. She told me sure. corn was made out of people. <laughs> Sometimes what it is. And I still kind of have an aversion to corn to this day. Wow. Damn, well, I was just fucking with you. She, we don't. I don't yeah. know if she was. Rachel's. <laughs> she might have thought so. Well, so anyway, when they would have people over, they'd be sitting at the kitchen table, and you know the kids. They would already have put all the kids to bed. Yeah. And so they would in the hear. Red room. Yes, in the red no, room. No, the kids were upstairs. <laughs> the red the room's in the basement. Don't. So, get but the they shit would hear wrong. <laughs> people running around upstairs. Yeah. So they think all those dang kids God got out of bed. <laughs> They'd go upstairs. Kids sound asleep in their beds. That's called Carrie. That's what Carrie. we did when we grew up, though. My we kids, no, what kid has not done that? You hear the, you hear the footsteps up the stairs. You go, unk shoo, unk shoo, unk shoo. Right. But also <laughs> kids I think Come they're on. real slick. Yeah. yeah. You they're, can definitely they're tell. They're still breathing hard. <laughs> their eyes are full on fluttering. <laughs> right. You wake him up. They say, oh, oh, my God. He startled me. I had a dream, mother. Yeah, that that one's not so scary anymore. Well, I thought it was pretty scary, mm-hmm. and the you friends also, so the yeah. friends corroborated you the it. Jane was you thought scary the girl too, singing was so. terrifying. Yeah, Which, if she's a bad singer, I can see your point. Yeah, they could hear the kids slamming up and down on the floor and being dragged around. That's pretty dang scary. <laughs> well, wait a second, would they admit to being dragged around? Would they go up and say, "Hey, Billy and Bobby and Julie and yeah. Cindy, were you guys dragged around <laughs> by a ghost?" Um, and they go, "Yes, stop." As a matter of fact, we were, but it's normal. Yeah, we were playing a fucking potato sack race. <laughs> Calm down. They're playing double snap. 
Hey, ain't nobody get that. A reference you guys won't understand. <laughs> I don't know if the kids corroborated it or not. The kids were like, our parents are fucking weird. We're literally just playing upstairs. <laughs> we're fake sleeping and playing, and these guys are freaked out. All I'm doing is singing, and they're like flipping their shit. I have a passion, and my mom can't stop crying. <laughs> I shit in the red room, and they think it's a ghost. Lights would flicker. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's also, you know. <laughs> Here's another silly one. They could hear pigeons on the air conditioner. What? Uh, from the master bedroom, and they could hear them fluttering all night long, but then they'd go out there and there'd be no pigeons and no nest or anything. That's oddly mm. specific. Weird. Yeah, that's why pigeons fucking are. pigeons? When you say birds, not pigeons. Yeah, yeah. a pigeons and on the air conditioner. I don't know. Well, maybe, they're, maybe they're going, cool, cool. Oh. That was my pigeon. Is that pretty good? Yeah. Thanks. I can't do that. The dog did not like being upstairs. They brought him up to um, sleep in the master bedroom. They could just have a little bitch ass dog like ours. Loki doesn't like. He doesn't like being upstairs. I think this was after. uh, Yeah, that's true. I think this was after the whole levitating. (gasps) Oh my god, our house is haunted, and Loki is trying to tell Uh us something. Probably. Just realize this. Yeah, we got a weird room. We have an attic. Yeah, but yeah. ain't nobody go ghost. there. With a ghost. Let's paint it red. Do people usually go in attics? Yeah. No, they don't. No, they don't. Not our Poor people not in like 19th ours. century France, maybe. Yeah, Otto. That's about it. In a garret. Go ahead. Please continue. Ahead. I like attics. Anyway. You're weird. Uh, they tied poor Harry to the doorknob, <laughs> and it really That's freaked mean. him out, and he would go in circles, and th- he threw up all night. Well, why would they do that? <laughs> yeah, because you tied him to a fucking doorknob. Uh, then I don't know. Maybe put him downstairs. Yo, ASPCA, I have something you should know. Yeah, I think because they were scared. Yeah, but that doesn't mean abuse Get my a- doggy. Well, so anyway, they, they decided something was definitely up with their house. You think? They couldn't explain it. So they tried to carry out their own blessing. This was on January 8th. 1976, Dean, for your yep, note taking. I'm doing it. Timeline. So Endeavor. Blessing, huh? All right. George held a sil- silver crucifix while they both recited the Lord's Prayer. Wait, it's just the two. I know. Yeah. It's like an amateur blessing. Yeah. Like, if All you right. think the actual priest ain't going to do shit, what do you think you, George, Dif- and Cindy are going to do? What's your father name? Kathy. Kathy. Your father Ray. Right. I mean, oh, you know what? They, they didn't pay him the first time. They figured he's not going to come back. <laughs> he was like, like, no, I don't need to get paid. His hand is out. And they didn't. When they were in the living room. Reciting the Lord's Prayer, George heard a chorus of voices asking them, will you stop? (laughs) Can you fucking cut that shit out? No, that's just the whole point. It didn't say that. It said, would you please stop the very polite demon slash ghost. Hey, guys, I understand that this is like being, like being possessed is like, it's a lot, but just can you. I have a job to do. You have a job to do. Let's just make this work. Yeah. Let's come to a middle ground. Well, the night that. George could hear the kids being dragged around yeah. and Kathy got levitated in the bed and he felt something in the bed with them. That was their last night in the house. Wow. Oh, I hear birds right now. So that was right after now. the 8th? Yes. This was so January 14th. Jack's freaking out. That's all I'm going right to say. I hear birds. I hear birds <laughs> yes. and they're not pigeons, but they might as well be. They're those asshole birds that dive bomb our cats. Well, he does kill them occasionally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he occasionally kills their, their babies. So... <laughs> I see their side. They're still asshole birds, okay. so I don't All like right. them. He's right. really don't, not bothered. Don't fuck with them. Oh, cats. I know. He just lays there and they're like dive bombing him left, right, and center. And he's like, Y'all done? I'm taking a nap. <laughs> one of them dive bombed me one time. Me too. Hat nap. Mm-hmm. Remember, they like follow you into the garage and yeah, stuff. Into my car sometimes. They're a little bit scary. <laughs> really? That doesn't happen Maybe to me. Maybe we're just possessed. Huh? Are you like a Hitchcock movie? No. Yes. I'm, I'm not tippy. a Hitchcock movie. Walk, a walking Hitchcock movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> are you, you are Carrie. Psycho. Are you a <laughs> Yeah, I'm tippy. <laughs> so this was Jan- so that was the night of January 13th on the okay. afternoon of January 14th, 1976, they fled the house. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they dun, sent dun, dun. movers to come back and get their belongings. Wow. The movers felt nothing. Mm. Whoopsie. It was just fine. They weren't the chosen. Yeah. Nope. True. But there are a couple hours. I don't eh. Look at all cocky movers. <laughs> right? right? Even though stuff happened nothing. as soon as they walked in. Nothing. No. Who cares? Well, they went to stay with Kathy's mom. They called the Channel 5 News. Channel 5 News. The Action News. Amityville, Long Island. Yep. And the Channel 5 News assistant, Laura Didio. 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 It was a scathing reading of her name. She contacted the famous Ed and Lorraine Warren, a husband and wife team of self-proclaimed demonologists. We should have looked up the Weird World episode where we discuss the Warrens. Episode 27. Might be. Maybe, maybe yeah, not. Later than that. But anyway, <laughs> the Warrens first entered the house on February twenty fourth, nineteen seventy six. So it's monthish, monthish later. Okay. Lorraine. Oh, okay. Who didn't she claim she was a medium? She was or psychic, yeah, clairvoyant, she could feel the presence like of yeah. uh, demons. And yes, such. she described an overwhelming sense of sadness and depression mm-hmm. throughout the entire home. Mm-hmm. You know why? Mass Cause, slaughter. Because six people were killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll do it. I feel like that really just like dampens the, the whole mood. Yeah, Only like mark. shit smell. Yeah. It's like a bruise on a house. It's kind of a... I think you'd never know. Mm. Right? You don't care. Not care. with disclosure laws. Yeah. You feel No, I know, but I mean... And remember the chalk outlines and all the know. beds? Yeah, you figure it out. You, you know in your brain. You're like, yeah. this was the room grandma died in. Like... Yeah, once you get told, oh, hey, um, a family was slaughtered here, it's really hard to move past that. Yeah. I don't know. If your house is old enough, somebody's died there. That's true. But, but right. if you're not a grisly six person family yeah, homicide. This is not just a, a this grandma yeah. past. All right. Hey, there's lots of murders in this world. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Stop trying to make all the houses scary. And they're hauntings. <laughs> Why do you think Penelope's in our attic? You're saying she's murdered? Probably. Yeah, they hit her nose off with a hose. <laughs> oh. That was the story. Oh. She What's lost the... her nose. Yeah, y'all made that up. Who made that up? You, you. did. <laughs> Me. Jack did. Absolutely not. I, it wasn't yeah. our parents. I don't think I did. I don't remember. We that. made it up to scare Natalie. Since oh. when am I the person who makes up because narratives? You... I'm going to say Rachel did it. Jack Worley. It was Rachel. It was not Rachel. It I was you. Rachel. It was you and Aaron. No, if Rachel is a ghost, then ghost would be named Sassy. So <laughs> That's true. Her. Moving on. No, ah! it would have been witches if it was Rachel. Ed went to the basement and felt a powerful inhuman presence. It was as if he was standing underneath a waterfall, he said. A waterfall of you human? You know, of inhuman presences. presences. He makes his metaphors, but go on. Mm-hmm. And he commanded in the name of Jesus Christ... Amen. That whatever was there reveal its identity. JC. Well, that might be a question you ain't want the answer to. Yeah. Ain't want the answer well, to. Well, that's when he Talking knew well. that they weren't dealing with a ghost and that it was no ordinary haunted house. Oh, my. It was something worse? Yes. Well, you know, they were big in, into demons. Yes, they were. So they put together a group of professional psychics. Okay. <laughs> professional. And they actually brought 
with the Psychics uh, Channel 5 News team. Marvin Scott and Steve Petropoulos and Laura DiDio. Three of them? Yes. Shit. They covered the Warrens' investigation of the house on the night of March 6th, 1976. Grandma Polly's birthday. Okay. One of the Warrens' friends, her name was Mary Pascarella. She went to the house for the March 6th investigation. She is what is known as a time walker. Okay, that's a uh, thing. Uh-huh. She's able to sense and sometimes visualize past events in a particular location. Okay, why isn't she a homicide detective? Oh, tell me about it. Go to every yeah, crime scene. I know. Go, well, hold on. Let me just... Uh, or an archaeologist or a fucking... I would see dinosaurs. Can't you see those, lady? Damn, you went way back all of a sudden there. Why not? Past <laughs> events. I want to see the meteor. <laughs> I want to see. Well, she was in the house and she was saying the Our Father prayer. Jesus and Christ. My God, you scared the shit out of me, Dad. You know, like, remember the game Perfection? Where no. you had to try to fit all the shapes yeah. into the thing within time or else it would pop up at you? Mm. He just did that to us right now. Mm. That fear. The pop up? Well, anyway, when she was saying the Lord's Prayer, she saw a group of figures saying the Lord's Prayer backwards. Scary. The, the, the Channel 5 cameraman, this was Steve Petropoulos, okay. he suffered a rash of heart palpitations and shortness of breath while climbing the staircase. It was heart palpitations? Heart. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I said? A little bit. The Warrens also felt a cold spot on the staircase, Boop which, you know, the Lutzes. Like draft. Mary Pascarella became ill and had to be ushered out of the room. She poo-pooed her pants. <laughs> that was what a smell. That was a smell. She said she felt personally threatened by some kind of black <laughs> shadow that forms a head. I feel personally attacked by the demon. Raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by the demon. I have to leave. I feel personally by a black shadow. Another psychic, personally. Alberta Riley, said How that... How many psychics were there? I don't 47. know. A bunch of them. Jesus Christ. A the team entire of roster of psychics. Okay. She said in an upstairs bedroom is where her heart was sped up and pounding. So it, it uh, that was, I guess... A common thing with psychics, the heart palpitations and such. They're all like competing with each other. They go, no, well, really? Is that, is that all? Just the heart palpitations? Yeah. I felt way worse. Than I felt big. personally right. threatened. Right. So oh, I felt a dark person. It's a demon. No, I'm sorry. Really? I developed osteoporosis. <laughs> <laughs> I have a brain tumor right now because of this demon. Okay. So I'm dying. So fuck you guys. And I'm dead. I'm, I'm actually a zombie. So Lorraine. I'm a demon now. <laughs> Lorraine did not believe that the, the, evil presence had anything to do with somebody who had once walked on this earth. So she well, didn't think it was a ghost. Uh, she thinks so it's not as like DeFeo's, it's now Correct. a demon. She thought it was from the bowels of the earth. Oh, well, Zuzu. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where the demons are from, so that makes sense. That, that, yeah. tracks, yep. that tracks. And that whatever it was, it could move around at will. It didn't have to stay there, but move around at will. she thought that it was a resting place for it. Oh. It's just tired. So it's it a, a demon crush pad, and they yeah. just happened to buy it. Oh, yeah. I see. Was it coincidental then with the DeFeos, did she think? Or did, or did the demon like possess the uh, butch? I'm she think? sure that's the, the hypothesis. Yeah. The demon. I mean, I don't know if she addressed I would think that, think but that. Yes. probably. Lorraine probably yes. was like, no one yeah. at Lorraine. Yeah. But that sounds like a right. She felt that the house could only be saved through a cleansing performed by an Anglican exorcist or a Roman Catholic priest. Oh. 
anger. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. No, bring no Methodist or Baptist in here, you Episcopalian, bitches. get the fuck out. That's, that's an Anglican, but that's cool. Why well, didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know that either. But George and Kathy were not willing to do this. They didn't want the responsibility of bringing another priest and putting his life in jeopardy. Because they're expensive. So then get the fuck out. Wait, what priest they died? They did. They were already gone. Then what's the issue? Well, <laughs> it was still their home that they owned and had a mortgage on, etc. Etc. But they decided they just couldn't risk moving their children back into that house, so they returned to the property to Columbia Savings and Loan on August 30th, 1976. So they defaulted on their house, in other words. Correct. Okay. They said, you guys can have it. So it stood empty for about 14 months. And then a family named, oh, I don't have their first names. I forget what they were. Cromarty. Cromarty? Cromarty. Jim was the dad, was the husband. Dang it, what was the wife? Anyway, they moved in. Probably something like Mary Beth. Yeah. Angela. April 1st, 1977 is when they moved in. They were there. April 1st? April 1st. They were there for about a week. And then there was an article in Good Housekeeping that appeared about the haunting. Really? And better homes and gardens. Cosmo. How to, how to make the best of your possessed home. <laughs> <laughs> well, they started getting lots and lots of visitors because uh, obviously they must have published the uh, address. The title was Our Dream House Was Haunted. Good Lord. The Lutzes filed a lawsuit against the publisher of Good Housekeeping, and the author because they claimed it invaded their privacy. The Lutzes. Oh, because the, they, they told the story of the Lutzes? Yes. Wait, okay. Who are the Lutzes again? The George family that experienced it. Oh, the whole thing. <laughs> I never heard their name. Really? This whole time I was trying to, I was hoping George you would say their name again so I didn't have to ask, but and now it is, and I squandered the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyway, they sued, sued him for um, invasion of privacy, but the uh, case was thrown out. Wait, did they not, like, consent to the story being written? No. Oh. No. Actually, the, the case against the magazine was thrown out, and the claims against the publisher and, like, the author and stuff were eventually settled for undisclosed terms in 1979, mm. if you mm. care about that. Then, about five months after this, a book was published by an author named Jay Anson. As usual. The Amityville Horror. <laughs> Jay Anson writes all of these books. No, it's just books being published. He wrote it with the Lutz's input. It swiftly hit the bestseller list and mm. stayed there for 42 weeks. Damn. Shit. Ariana Grande, but of the bestseller list. <laughs> but books. By books. 1981, the book had sold over 6.5 million copies. That's Jesus, a lot. That's a lot. It's like the Bible. <laughs> 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 and he sold the film rights to Hollywood. Okay. And Anson was attached to write the screenplay. I don't think he did, did he? He co-wrote it. Okay. I knew you'd know, Dean. <laughs> Emma knows the years. Dad knows, like, writer things. What year was the movie, Emma? 1979. Oh, Good because girl. we told you earlier. No, she literally said it earlier. Big lie. It's oh, on tape. Uh, Jim Cromartie's wife was um, Barbara. Barbara. Ba- Babs. Mm-hmm. Just with one A. Yes. I mean, two. <laughs> 
in a row. B A B A A. Yeah, I know. Oh, you mean like Barbara? Yeah, like yeah, duh. Well, as the phenomenon grew, the book, the movie, all the scariness, the TV series, the the merchandising. You had Amityville lunchboxes. You had Amityville tumblers. Did you really have lunchboxes? No, (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I actually, yeah, they probably did. If they sold them, I would have wanted one. There began to be some doubters. Uh oh! (laughs) Oh, what a thunder! Uh oh, why? This story is rock yeah, solid. Yeah, there's not a single. <laughs> tight. Well, Jim and Barbara, for one, <laughs> they lived in the house for about 10 years, and they said they've never seen anything unusual in the house, ever. They were uh, not cool enough to be haunted, so yeah. the demon goes, you know, Ooh, you guys sorry. are boring. You guys are fucking... We're out. We're out, Cromartis. They, in fact, got an even better deal than the Lutzes did. Where? The Lutzes bought the house for $80,000. They got it for only $55,000. Wow. Shit. What the fuck? Nice. Imagine yeah. buying a house for $55,000. Well, this was 1977. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know, but it's also New York. Yeah. Right near New York. Long Island. And it had a boathouse. And boat a house. pool. Canal. Yep. Toaster. And a non-working fireplace. Chalk outlines. Demon pig. William Weber. Bill. Do we remember him? He was the lawyer for, for the DeFeos. He was the lawyer for or De- Ron, Ron DeFeo. DeFeo. He remembered him. I don't know about we. On the day that the film version was released in July of 1979, he went to the press and said that he and the Lutzes made up the entire story. He went the day of the film premiere. Yep. He, oh, my God. He ratted them out. Damn. Oh, he said snitch. they made up the story over a bottle of wine. Uh, I, I or many the, bottles yeah, of wine. Bottles I, know. I know, right? <laughs> He said that they did claim to have some kind of supernatural experience in the house. That the, the Lutzes did. Yes. Told that kind yep. Of but he also claimed that it was only with his help that they were able to elaborate on the mm. details of their story because he had the details of Ron DeFeo's crime. Oh. Oh, I see. Uh, so and when she says they killed in this order, he knew that because Ron DeFeo had told yes, him and yeah, only him. Yep. That's uh, illegal. That is, for isn't it? For a lawyer, if that if he was told in confidence by his client, he should not have shared that. Oh, true. But I imagine it was in court. I mean, it was probably part of the Well, if it was, then it's not impressive him. that she knew the order. Yeah, I was thinking of that earlier. When you said she could find from her dreams the yeah. order, I'm like, maybe she just read like the public records from the... That's only impressive if it was not public record. Yeah. Okay. She ain't disagreeing with us. Yeah, yeah. I know, but you said Me? She's got to play devil's advocate like every fucking annoying man in a philosophy class in high school. I mean, college. True. Yep. He Let said... Let devil's advocate. No! No, bitch. We don't care. <laughs> he said oh, the, the green slime yeah. was blood, but that's silly. Because it didn't ooze wait. from the door, not from the From what organism? Like the lawyer that. said that? Yeah. You know, he told them oh. about all the blood in the house, and uh, so they, you know, changed it. Oh, let's make it green slime. Okay. And, because um, that's flies, more realistic. The flies, all the flies on the windows and stuff, there were flies in, in the house because of the dead bodies. It was mm. based on the description of the flies from the crime scene. Yes, but he's now saying it didn't happen to the Lutzes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He gave him the idea because he talked about specific details. Of I see. He's taking crime. a lot of credit. Yes. Well, 
Yeah. Also, yeah. He said that he had actually been approached after the Ronald DeFeo um, court case that he was approached by a publisher that said they would offer a large advance for a book about the DeFeo case. Yeah. And so then he tried to get the Lutzes to go in on it with him uh, because that would be another sensational angle, right? Yeah, There's the this horrific murder. Okay. And then he said it was the Lutzes that wanted to to turn it into demons. Okay. And so he was thinking, we published this book about demonic possession of this house. Maybe it could help his client with some sort of appeal. Because if the house had demons in it, maybe it was the demons that um, caused him to yeah. kill his family, or that he like basically it drove him crazy that you know that it made him think that he needed to kill his parents or his family or whatever. What kind of bullshit? Yeah. He also said that soon after the Lutzes abandoned the house, or that he met them soon after they abandoned the house. And they couldn't afford the mortgage. Yeah. That George's uh, business wasn't doing well. George would say his business wasn't doing well because he was distracted by living right. in a demonic house. Let's check the records. I will guarantee. <laughs> you, I mean, you live there so a fast. month. Yeah. You're not going to go from yeah. well off to buy that house to broke in a month. Mm-hmm. Dick. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it was it predated the purchase of the house. Probably. They were going to call the book Devil on My Back. Oh my Devil God. on My Back. I kind of like that. No, you like that dumb Japanese Shutter. scary movie. Shudder. Mm, well, that's a common trope in Japanese yeah. uh, demonology. Yeah. Isn't it a ghost on the back? It is a ghost. Yeesh. I don't know what word to use. Weber claimed that the pig, uh, the de- demon pig Jody. or whatever, Jody. Mm-hmm. Jody. Call it jo- okay, we know Jody. Yeah. We know Jody was um, actually patterned after a neighbor's cat that often lurked outside the windows. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they saw a cat eyes piggy. and said, you know what? How about we make that a demon a pig? Poop. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're jotting down notes. Cloven hooved animal. And that one time, the dad, Ron DeFeo, smacked his wife while she held a plate of spaghetti. Well, she overcooked it. I mean, I'm just <laughs> the odd couple. What's the, what's and she tumbled down the basement stairs. Oh, shit. And when she did that, the spaghetti sauce splattered all over the walls. Yeah. And so that's when that's also what made the Lutzes think about green goo or black slime that seeped from the pe- the keyhole. That's some wild spaghetti sauce. Yeah. I don't know. So William Weber's original notion was that some of the royalties from this book could be split with Ron DeFeo himself. Jesus. Which you know that William Weber was thinking then would pay his fees. Yeah. Because Ron wasn't really paying him much. So after that, I guess George didn't like that idea. George didn't like the idea that Ronald DeFeo would essentially be getting paid for his crimes for, you know, committing murder. So George is trying to play the, uh, the high road here. Yeah. And that's when he stopped talking to Will, to William Weber and decided not to do this deal with him. And that's when they cut the deal with the other publisher, Prentice Hall and Jay Anson. So they froze out William Weber here. So uh, George and Kathy made the deal with Prentice Hall and Jay Anson and cut out Weber from the deal. Weber still tried to carry on his deal by himself. And it was... His writer, 
that eventually wrote the article for Good Housekeeping. Uh, oh. So no book, no money for William Weber. Hmm. And so the only people who still claimed that any of it were, was real was the Lutzes themselves. Did and, anyone ask the Warrens about it yet? What do you mean? Like, were the Warrens still out here? Warrens claimed it was real, too. Yeah, they, they always lives. claimed it was they real. Yeah. It happened. Okay. Yeah. Are you, are you going to go into all the, the... Yes. Okay. Okay. There was a researcher named Rick Moran. Yes. <laughs> Canadian. I know. He compiled a list of more than 100 factual errors and discrepancies between Anson's <laughs> true story, in quotes, and the truth. One thing that was, it wasn't in, uh, I think it was in the book, so it was part of Jay Anson's story, but it wasn't in the movie, was a background story about early Indians mm. and devil-worshipping early settlers in that area. And I think the, the story of the Indians... The uh, Shinnecock Indians? Yes, was that they like something with their like their uh, their it was almost crazy like, a, like, a, like a Native American Indian uh, insane mental asylum. asylum yeah what like they like they kept their where the Lutz's house was yes. yes yep but when Rick Moran looked into it he found out that the tribe mentioned was not even from the Amityville area at all whoop there it is I mean at least do. That little bit of fucking research. And same thing with the what? early early settlers of the area. They were never local residents there. People are so bad at lying. That Indian tribe was actually from the eastern tip of Long Island, about 70 miles away. The priest who was supposedly felt demons and stuff. Father Ray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And didn't take money. Didn't take na- money. His name was Feather. Fa- Feather. Hey. Father Pecoraro. He said, Moran interviewed him. He said he never saw anything in the house. I never felt anything. So they straight up just lied on his good goddamn name. Lied about a priest. Who would do something like that? Priests are always such pure, honest, moral humans. Non-pedophilic people. Well, and in the book, he like got like boils and blisters and like stigmata on his hands. Stigmata! Yeah. Stigmata. (laughs) I have a stigmata in my left eye. (laughs) (laughs) I do Another person, his name's Joe Nickel, he wrote a book called Entities, Angels, Spirits, Demons, and Other Alien Beings. He actually visited the house in Amityville and interviewed later owners of the house, and he also found numerous holes in the story, like um, that the Lutzes could not possibly have found these demonic hoof prints in the snow because he checked the weathered records and it didn't snow. Work. Or maybe it did snow, but there hadn't been enough to that you could leave footprints. I've, in. I've read that it didn't snow, so yeah, there was no it snow. probably didn't snow, knowing how inept they were at yeah, yeah, fact checking themselves. Well, and he checked um, with the subsequent owners of the house, and like I said, visited where they said you know all of the doors and locks and stuff were damaged. Everything looked wow. fine, and it was <laughs> all original hardware. Girl. Original locks, doorknobs, and hinges. Just, just get a butter knife, go around, scrape some shit. Truly. Come on, Lutches. They really just thought nobody was going to check. Think of anything, everything Lutches. Jesus. Well, I guess uh, the book and the movie show the police being called several times to the house, but they checked with the actual police records, and they had never been called once. Yeah. <laughs> So, over and over. So, I mean, if that shit's happening, we see our daughter has a demon pig in the room with her. It's all that kind of stuff. You, you know, and you're terrified and you're fleeing for your life. You're 
probably in the meantime going to call some police a couple of times. So, you know. But if you're making all this shit up, you're probably not going to call the police. Whoop, there it is. The logic is sound. I don't know if if you, know you if you were smart and thinking you would call the police yeah, but and then say you would call the police <gasps> But they're well, obviously yeah. not yeah, smart and thinking. No, that's true. I don't want to get in trouble with the law either. True. Well, the Lutz is still stuck to their story and they were paid. I have that they got tens of thousands of dollars for Damn. the book and film rights. That's not enough. No, I'm sure you think they would have gotten more. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they might Jay not Anson's have. making the money. And yeah. Yeah. So I don't, know, I don't know what their deal was, but not not good enough. No, it's probably the whole reason they did this shit and they well, didn't even get what they wanted. Fuck just, y'all. No yeah. question. It was, <laughs> well, they ripped off William Webber and Jay Hansen ripped them off. So honestly, you yeah. get what you give, Kesha. Yeah, because I would imagine that. Jay Hansen got pretty rich. Oh yeah, based uh, yeah. on it. The Lutzes, they were probably highly influenced by. The Exorcist, yeah. which you have alluded to. That and F Troop, ironically. Weird. Because <laughs> The Exorcist came out in December 1973, so it was just a couple years earlier, and demonic possession and hauntings became a big thing yeah. after The oh, Exorcist. Yeah. You know, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was afraid of it. Yeah. I mean, The Exorcist was a huge deal. Huge Precipitating hit. the satanic huge. panic. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Exorcist was a huge hit, so all of a sudden, demonic possession was in vogue. En vogue. En vogue. Kathy died in nineteen in two thousand four. Rest in peace, bitch. Of emphysema. Ooh, smoker. Mm-hmm. George died in two thousand six of heart disease. Of Human. guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Well, at least two of the children clearly believe. That the house was haunted. Well, A, they were seven or something like that. B, Uh do they, or is it just something they can sell and do speaking engagements? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they were like traumatized almost by their parents into believing it. Well, no, but like their parents, I don't know. That's true. Maybe not. Nothing Their parents probably didn't actually do anything to them. That's No, they weren't like there. I mean, literally, they lived there for a month, made shit up during that time wrote notes on the bullshit they're going right, to they write and that's it. I mean. Well, there there is a documentary that was released in 2013 and it was basically um, featuring interviews and stuff with Daniel Lutz. He was the oldest kid. He wasn't George Lutz's kid. Really? Yeah, and but he uses the Lutz name, but the, the next kid, Christopher, yeah. goes by the last name Quarantino. Well, so that's, that's a, weird. It's a weird choice. Maybe yeah. he just wants to distance himself from the Lutz name. Quarantino? Yeah. With Anderson. Maybe he wants to be an epidemiologist. Maybe. And he wants Maybe. a name. Maybe. But these boys basically say that, well, Daniel claims that both he and his father were possessed by demons in the house. And that it was George being possessed by demons that made him basically abusive. They said that, that he was abusive to them. I don't know about all that. Yeah. And they said they remember shadowy figures and being <laughs> thrown up a staircase by malevolent spirits. Your dad, when he was drunk. Maybe. And he said he was possessed by a spirit that he could not get rid of on his own. Yeah. Someone's looking for a, a, a book deal here now. Honestly. And he said it didn't have anything to do with the DeFeos. And <laughs> that. What? He's done his research. He, wants, he, asked, he, he asked the demons, are you in a well, fail related demon? Right. Actually, no. Because he said that it was George who summoned it. 
Oh, so his dad's now a, a yes. de- an evil demon summoner. He summoned he left bad. that out of the book. Yep. He's really going off on his own yeah. here. Yeah. He is summoned... He, is he perhaps a born-again Christian uh, pastor? I don't Honestly, know. Uh, a I, televangelist. I would not be surprised. But he said that he, that George had summoned the bad spirits with his dabblings in the occult. Yeah, I, I, I smell a megachurch. Right, I smell a Joel Osteen. Somewhere, yeah. He said that George was a vain, domineering stepfather who terrorized his stepchildren... He sometimes beat them with a wooden spoon as punishment, <laughs> like every parent in the 70s did. Wow. Did they Is not? That incorrect? I don't remember ever being beaten by a wooden spoon. I remember being threatened with yeah. a wooden spoon yeah. on a regular basis, but that wooden spoon never I actually touched me. I also remember cruising for a bruising, and, um, <laughs> but never, never the spoon. My mom would just say that she was reaching, she's going for the drawer where yeah. the wooden spoons yeah. well, were. Well, she was smoking, LOL. drinking Pepsi Light. If anybody knows my mother, they would know how ridiculous that she was. She never took her eyes off her romance novel. <laughs> 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 Missy? The little girl has never spoken publicly Mm-mm. about Jody, the demon pig. <laughs> She's the one that I know it. She ought to get the best. Were book you deal. singing, girl? She sang and then then didn't sing and then sang again. That was mysterious. <laughs> That's true. Maybe she could recreate it and sing those songs that she was singing. Apparently, George and Kathy took a polygraph test. <laughs> In 1979. Uh, we got an episode on those two, y'all. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're fake. They were performed by Chris Gugas and okay. Michael Rice, <laughs> who were reportedly among the top five polygraph experts in America. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Oh, my God. And it said that they did not indicate they were lying. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> With that thumbs up and thumb down. I yeah. love that shit. It makes me laugh so much. <laughs> yeah. The kid, Daniel, also claims that George had telekinetic abilities. Good Lord, he's just throwing mm-hmm. everything. He's Jesus. Was yeah. he, did he kill the Black Dahlia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Might have. The Lutzes contacted, this was back in the day, but I want to talk about this because Dean likes him, a man oh. by the name of Dr. Stephen Kaplan. Big fan of Stephen Kaplan. Who that? He was a self-styled vampirologist and ghost hunter. Uh-oh. So in other words, he's a, he was a true believer, a parapsychologist. Yes. He believed in this kind of stuff. Work. But... And he was regularly yeah. on a on a radio show that talked about such things. Fuck, I was trying to say that radio show that Tucker Carlson always called into, but I forgot the oh, name. Oh, yeah, what was Damn that? Damn it, my joke is ruined. Yeah, I don't remember. But this was a radio show in Long Island that was kind of like, you know, coast to coast. It talked about supernatural and... Oh, damn, a whole ass like yeah. supernatural rodeo. So when, radio. you know... <laughs> Not rodeo. <laughs> so <laughs> had ghost horses. The Lutzes relayed ghost their... Ghost calf roping. The let's just relay their story to him. And when he started asking them questions, yeah. specific questions yeah. about things, uh, they, so the, yeah, they up. kind of had a falling out. Yeah, they, 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 okay, oh. they, can I? Yeah. Go so, so Cap, they, they, they contact Kaplan, who was a parapsychologist. Yeah. Clearly thinking this guy will back up our story, right? This guy will give us some, lend some credence to us because this guy's a scientist. He starts asking pointed questions and he, actual he, questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, and, and his questions indicated, I'm not going along with your bullshit. Yeah. And he, clearly, he was clearly skeptical. Next day, he gets a call and says, you know what? We're going to move on from you. Uh, we're, we don't want you to come over anyway and do your thing. It was like, And like five days later, he's watching the news and he yeah. sees the Channel 5 investigation with who? The Warrens. The bitch asses. Who will give their, yeah. who will buy the bullshit. I'm on his side. Yeah. So yeah. Kaplan was a parapsychologist, so a little, you know, but he was, he had a little integrity. Kooky. But yeah, he yeah. actually believed the things. And he had actually told them that if the story was a hoax, the public would find out about it. 
And the public did, but that, the public has yeah. conveniently forgotten. He they was love ghosts. Tell them. So tell us, um, listeners, I mean, how many people believe that the Amity of the Horror is a true story? Because it's been sold as a true story as a book. It's been sold twice as a true story as a movie. I read where the, um, the, the producers of the 1975 remake were, quote-unquote, attracted to it because what? it was true. The, the remake of Amityville Horror. 2005. 2005. That's what I said. You said, you said 1975. So the 2005 <laughs> remake that they were so fascinated by the story because it was true. Ay, ay, ay. They're like, trying to James Wan it. And so, yeah, exactly. And, and, and go, I mean, are you, you going to unequivocally, with no question whatsoever... It's 100% bullshit. Yep. It didn't yes. happen. Literally proven. It's, yes, it's, it's been proven. No, it's not real. I almost just got to make sure you know she's back from... <laughs> I'm back. Getting dressed. I have a theory. Can I say it? Are yeah. You, are you not ready? Are we yet? time for that? No, Shots yeah, go ahead. Shots in dark? Well, no. I, my, here, I, my theory is that <laughs> essentially, you know, uh, I I think that the Lutzes did this with Mouse of Forethought. That is, Agreed. I don't think they bought it, found out about the DeFeo, and then concocted this story. I think they knew about the defail. You, you would they have to. They did know about it. Okay, so they know about the defail we going said in. We they knew about it. He was, his business was failing. He was nearly bankrupt. He, he, he was self-employed. He probably lied to the mortgage company to get the house. He knew full well. he could. He, they lived there a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knew full well he could never afford the mortgage on that house. That tells me that it was, again... Uh, it was pre-planned. Yeah, it was a money-making scheme from before they ever moved in, and that they—I don't—it's still not clear whether they called William Weber, the lawyer for the DeFeos, or if he called them. He said he called them. He's okay. So, so they're they're in there living there for a month, concocting this story that about demons and such, inspired from The Exorcist. He, the lawyer, contacts them, and suddenly they realize, well, yeah, we can bring the DeFeo thing into it. That's a great idea. I mean, they're probably already going to do that in the first place. But this yeah. guy gives us some credence. We can team exactly. up with him. He's the lawyer for the guy who did the killings. Believability. We, we can make him part of the book. So, you know, he wants to tell us that he wants to sell a book, the lawyer, about the DeFeo killing. So he needs the Lutzes to give him some credence. They can use him to give their nonsense stories and credence. Right. The whole DeFeo, you yep. know, bringing the evil spirits and, and whatnot. Uh, our, our indication that the evil spirits resided there for a long, long time. Yeah. And so it's, it's this kind of a marriage made in heaven. It's kind of a win-win situation. Until. Until they yeah. get greedy and they yes. throw them under the bus. Because their their share of the William Weber deal was 24%. Yeah. And their share with Jay Anson was 50. So they have 50% of That's royalties? Or, I don't know. I wonder what that means. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. That seems like a lot. And they, if, if, if that was true, they would have made more than tens of thousands I know. for sure. Huh. Yeah. But you know the what? There are it. a bazillion articles about this on the internet and so many conflicting details. Yeah. There are, but the the, so, the, the key is that But are, what I'm saying is the tens of thousands of dollars oh, that I they made might okay. not be accurate. It yeah. might be hundreds of thousands of dollars or you know. But it they did they did, I mean, researches fairly easily and very quickly, yeah. very soon after the book was published, yeah. sort of finding massive holes in the story, just utterly ludicrous. There's zero oh, corroboration. Yeah. Immediately. And just overt huge things like this priest. I mean, right there. Yeah. Father Ray says it's all yeah. bullshit they lied. William Weber, their co conspiracy says it's all the bullshit. Day they of lied. the movie. There's zero question. Yeah. I said I mean I know I'm overdoing it. There, but but listeners, there is no question. This is not a nine to ten. This is not a ninety-nine to yeah. one. This is a one hundred percent certainty. It never happened. It was fake. It was fraud. Yeah. And stop believing it's, it's true. And stop yeah. calling it a true story. In fact, I've read something that that like in oh, no. Kindle or libraries or something like that. 
you know how they have to say fiction or nonfiction on the frontispiece of the book, whatever? Kindle now, li- I think it's Kindle, now listed as oh. fiction. fiction. Oh, okay, yeah. good. It should have been there. It should have been there a long, long time All ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's so funny to me when people still believe something, when somebody who was literally firsthand involved with the concoction of the lie says, yeah. this was a lie, we yeah. knowingly yeah. lied to y'all. Hey. Well... People just want to believe in ghosts. I know it's fun. they love ghosts. But it's a yeah. pet peeve that yes. mundane, not that interesting stories are made yeah. are, are are runaway hits and made fascinating by the. All you have to do is pretend they. Well, were true. just remember when I write the book about the ghost Penelope in our attic. Yeah, it's Penelope, all true. true story. Yep. The real horror happened. is we pronounce it Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else to? No, add? I don't. <laughs> well, that's the story of the Amityville horror. The true story of the mm-hmm. Amityville Horror, which is to say, it's bullshit. It's a lie. It didn't happen. It's fiction. It's not even great fiction. No. Although some of that stuff's pretty scary. I'm not going to lie. Some yeah. The, the pit, and it was certainly scary back okay. in the day. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. But when you see, when they make the, when they reboot it again right. in 2023 or oh, whatever. Oh, there have been like 20 versions. 20, I mean, when they haven't, yeah. they've made two, right? When they, they made never one, which they will because, yeah. you know, Hollywood never runs out of old ideas. They uh, will, again, call it a true story. Don't motherfucking believe it. Yep. Yep, they'll Annabelle it. Yes. These are the true story. So, Absolutely. you can find us on Weirdwood Podcast on Patreon, Facebook, and Instagram, and weirdworldpodcast at gmail.com, and weirdworldpod on Twitter. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome, Dean. Appreciate that. Until next time. And, and hey, and, and I know we... We poo-poo <laughs> a lot of stuff. I would love, again, I've said this before, I would love for every word to be true. I'd love for there to be ghosts. I'd I love agree. for there to be demonic possession. I mean, not that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, for all these things to be true, it's just you have to look with not a, a skeptical view, but an open-minded view, which open-mindedly you can let the follow the evidence. The evidence is overwhelming that this never happened. Yeah, so, I'm not very open But we'll bring you something that did yeah. happen eventually. If you bring me incontrovertible evidence that there are ghosts. Love it. I, love, I would love it. I'd be like, I wish Rosa it. Parks. Um, why did you use Rosa Parks? <laughs> how about I want my, to be haunted by Rosa Parks. It's a how fact. about my evidence of the shadow going around my tent at Girl yeah, Scout Camp in fourth grade? I have a shadow yeah. tent story too. Could not have been so, a person yeah. walking. So yeah, good case closed. No, okay. it wasn't. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do that next time. Tents, All right, thank you very cute. much for listening. Please listen next time. We'll bring you something. Please. Also, I know I sound a little, little Jeb Bushy there. We'll bring you something equally as weird, if not more so. Bye now. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Love you.